Today is March 11th. It's my sister Ritzy's birthday and also it's the halfway point of spring training. The storylines are still continuing. They made their first round of cuts. Things are happening. Parts are moving. We're inching closer and closer to real baseball. So let's talk Yanks. What up? Thank you for joining Talking Yanks. We're here, Jake, halfway through spring. The dog days of spring, they call it. March 11th, my sister's birthday. I gave her the nickname Ritzy. Her real name is Elizabeth. Do you want to talk about that, or do you want to talk about the Yankees? Uh, I love your sister, Ritzy. Nice nice gal. What's she turning, like 2'7"? 28. Wow, good for her. Two years younger than me. Yeah, good for right. her. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could do a full Ritzy podcast. No, I think we talk a little baseball. And yeah, I think it was funny you said dog days. That's where I was at, too. And it's kind of the, I don't want to say the allure has wore off, but it kind of has, right? Like, we've seen baseball again. We've seen these guys play, like, opening day could be tomorrow, or should be, in my head. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird because the games now, like, Gary and Bird got three at-bats, four at-bats each. Like, they went deep, all of them. Right. And the pitchers are going deeper. Sessa threw, like, what, five innings? Maybe it was four innings? I don't know. So, like, that's cool, but the games don't matter. People, do you watch the score, Jake, when you watch spring training games? Interesting question. Um, A little bit. Because, um, I, I mean, it's still a sport. I have, Like, I don't care. Yeah, I have zero idea. Like, I... Like I, I really don't even it's kind of weird because my grandma's been watching. She's like, what's the score? And usually I'd just be able to rip that off so quick. Right. And I have to look up and be like, it's oh, shit. Wow. Yanks are winning by four. Like I have yeah. just no, no knowledge of the score at all. Someone was treating me like we lost. Why are you tweeting good things? Like, what are you talking about? We lost. Yeah. It's, no it's got about- it's gotten to the point that because at the start of spring training, like like oh shoot greg bird hit a double and now it's like yo just get everyone healthy and let's play real games now i know especially now that we've seen some injuries with hicks and savvy and some setbacks and it's like yeah let's just do the health thing don't yeah. care at all about the results well spring training's kind of long man like i normally i don't kind of I don't know, like, NFL players complain about preseason football, and it's like, okay, guys, it's four games. If you're a star, you play, like, five minutes of football, and it gives the other guys a chance to, like, make the team. So, like, and it just makes sense. Like, four games, I mean, I could see it being two or three if they really wanted to fight for it. Man, it's like we've got half a month of baseball before they play games that matter. <laughs> I know. I was looking. I thought we. I was gonna name this episode two weeks out, and then I looked, and we're more than two weeks out. And I was like, "Oh shit! If this is getting bad, it's really gonna get bad." But we we were kind of jumped the gun here. My name's John Boy. For any new listeners, Jake is my co-host. We talk Hi. Yankees. This episode is brought to you by a whole crew, yeah, of cool people. Emily Button. I was gonna pronounce it like Bhutan. But it's right. button. Do you think it's you, just button? Do you think your parents had fun with that growing up? Like, Emily, button up. Mm, the the parent who's not, well, the mom. <laughs> Unless, Ooh. Because <laughs> the dad's been hearing that his whole childhood. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And we got Sean Sullivan. That's a nice, solid oh, yeah. Irish alliteration name he's, right there he's getting ready for saint patrick's day sean do you think that your ancestors immigrated over to america back when irish people were thought of as lesser and they took the o out 
because I would probably have been O'Sullivan. Do you know that's a thing, Jake? There's a lot of Irish people took the O's off their names when they moved to America because they were embarrassed because people were very racist. My ancestries, we stayed strong. We were like, no, we we believe in who we are. Sean, I don't know. Jury's out. How about that? Um, <laughs> Courtney, Courtney, Courtney Gumbert. Gumbert. <laughs> Courtney Gumbert. That's my other sister's name. Courtney. Emily Smith. Classic standard name there. Yeah. Strong. How would you say this next one? Dwayne Potts? Uh, did were the D and the W capitalized, or did you do that? Or no, what? no, they were both capitalized in the name. I would assume that would be Dwayne Potts, which is like a pretty badass name. And I definitely, <laughs> Dwayne, reach out. Let's have a <laughs> let's have a beer or something. <laughs> and Jordan Gack, our fan favorite. Yeah, all an, right. all, an all-time Patreon subscriber. Um, oh, so he's a we, he's a he's a Cubs fan. I don't even know if he listens to Talking Yanks. Yeah, um, we uh, we appreciate we appreciate Jordan. We appreciate everyone. Check yeah. check out Patreon. We do the live vid. We got people watching right now. You get entered to win two jerseys uh, a month. We, real jerseys, the affordable jerseys that we we show you guys. Um, and yeah, it really helps us out. So go go check that out. Two bucks a month. It's half a cup of coffee. Bada bing, bada boom, bada bing, bing, boom. And there's a there's there's a live chat that usually watches the show when we record, and they were jokingly taking bets before if I was going to be wearing sleeves or not. And I ha- am wearing sleeves today, but there is a big caveat. Yeah, I'm wearing the shirt that I wore out yesterday just because I've been like rolling around hungover for five hours. Nice. Okay. So we got we got some things to talk about roster wise. The roster crunch is happening. When when was it when I said my thoughts that I said I'm gonna make th- March third? I made some, I made some thoughts March third. I said don't hold me to them. These are just my March third thoughts. Mm. They've changed. Yeah. I think because March third I had Bo- Voight and Bird both making the team. Boone basically came out. I mean, unless we think Boone is just um, posturing to make the competition more, or it's a half baked idea in his brain. And like everyone can change their minds, everyone's that's allowed. But the way he spoke, he's right. making he's making it seem as if there's only going to be one. Clint's definitely not definitely not starting the year on the MLB right. roster. Wade, I think is. So, I have my bench now, Jake, as DJ, Wade, and Romine. Yeah, don't and think it- I would have done that. It it just seems a little surprising, right? Because the first base competition has been fun, and we you can see a world where you can get Greg Bird and Luke Voigt weekly major league at bats. We've talked a little bit how Tyler Wade, I mean, he won't be getting <laughs> regular at bats, but he can play all the defensive positions and he can run, um, which I essentially what they're looking for out of that last bench spot right now. And uh, I don't know. It's just weird because that first, you know, first couple of weeks of the season, they have off days and stuff. You'd you'd like to think you'd like to think they've had the conversation that was like, yo, what if we go, you know, one less guy in the bullpen and we have both these guys and see if they're hit. Like if if Greg Bird is hitting major league pitching like what was it? Twenty sixteen. Greg Bird was we can use that guy. So I, I don't know. It just seems like it. Maybe it's too video game world and they want to get used to using the roster how they want to use it. But I don't know. It seems like they'd have an opportunity those first couple weeks to have them. But you're right. All the statements are very, like, firm and concise. Yeah. Well, that's what's nice about Boone. Yeah. He's, he's kind of lets you know what he's thinking way more than Girardi did. And that's not me saying I think Boone is better than Girardi or whatever as a whole. People, right. people don't think you can take, like, just one point. That's one thing. They're different. I, I saw I got a I got a little baseball geek thing. Um so A, I saw people are doing the numbers, how many days out from opening day, and I think it was like DD Day today is eighteen days out or whatever. So I saw a bunch of the highlights of the the wild card DD Homer. And uh A, Booney's on the call. So like that, you know, that's that was kind of a hungover mental mind game for me. But uh if you check out that video, which you all should, because it's a happy video. Dude, you see Girardi, when Didi hits it, he just slams his arm on uh, the bench coach. And it's just like a really cool baseball thing because you're the manager. You can't full out celebrate, but it's just like 
damn, this is a beautiful game. I it was it was my damn first time right. catching. Yeah, so check that out. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk roster stuff, and then uh, then before we move on to anything else. Okay. Boone came out on his interview with Kenny Singleton and whoever else was working the game that day. I think it was maybe Ruko and Coney, actually, and said that DJ LeMahieu can play five times a week. And I actually did this carousel ride for the viewers like three episodes ago. Right. And you told me you 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 told me good job. You said that was really good of you. Yeah. So I think I ha- we've been on this. I'm happy with ourselves. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. I, we've been nailing this. But but I don't like it. Uh, so, <laughs> but I, I, I knew this is what they're thinking. So here it is. Right. Boone said, DJ LeMayu will play twice a week at second base when Troy Tulowitzki sits down and Glaber moves over to short. So that's two games a week when Tulo is sitting. So ba- essentially, once a series, Tulo is going to sit. Yep. Once a week, he's going to fill in for Glaber when Glaber gets a day off. Once a week, he's going to fill in for Andujar when Andujar gets a day off. And once a week, versus lefty, he'll play third base. Andujar will DH. Stanton will play left field. Brett Gardner will sit. We've we've been on this. So if you've been yeah. listening to Talking Yanks, that's what we've been saying we think is going to happen. We normally don't go for accuracy, so we stumbled into this one. Jake, why is that the plan Instead of just simply playing DJ at second base, Glaber at shortstop, and having Tulo fill in twice a week at short, why is Tulo granted majority of the games and the, and and making DJ play carousel instead of simply playing DJ and having Tulo on the bench? Glaber doesn't need a day off a week. I, I think that's what's interesting about this. And obviously, injury's going to happen, and stuff's going to happen, and it's, it's not always going to be the carousel. But I think this is something that I wanted to tie into it, and I, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but one of the stories recently is now that Tulo's struggling. Tulo's in a cold slump. He's not hitting the ball. Jimmy, I think the most important thing there is the Yankees don't really care. They want a shortstop they can rely on. If Tulo's picking it at short, that's what's most important to them. Like, anything they get with the stick from him, I think that's bonus. I think they really care about Tulo's defense over his offense. So I think that's where it is. I think you are right, though. The one part of this that is a hint of BS, yo, when Glaber and Andujar are right, you don't sit those guys once a week. So, I mean, to start the season, you know, you're easing guys in, you can do that. But, I mean, when those guys are hitting, you don't pull young guys out of the lineup like that. So, we'll, we'll see how it sorts out a little bit. But you're, you're right. And I think, hey, if those two days a week, Glaber's playing really good defense at short, he could chew into Tulo shortstop time quick. And, I mean, Tulo, Tulo could become an afterthought at some point. Or some people have him, like Sean Corby, being in the All-Star game this year. So... I tweeted this out. Tulo is weird looking, man. He like bit. someone threw the word lumbering around. Yeah, okay. he just looks like kind of like an out of work. No, no, no. Like a the guy that works the tech in your office who who played baseball in high school. Okay. It's just weird. Like I'm not talking about how he looks at the plate or his skill level. I'm just talking physically, his body. Yeah. And it might but- be because it's a team full of giants. That's true. I mean, you gotta you gotta think about that. He comes I mean, up and he just looks like this awkward dude playing softball. It's weird, weird me out. But I think that's a good point you make. They may not care if Tulo hits. They may just say, "We just need to be strong up the middle," and and we like Tulo at short more than Glaber at short and DJ at second. Because it's not like Glaber at short and DJ at second is brutal. DJ's a Gold Glover, and Glaber's right. a sh- Glaber's natural position is shortstop he was ranked the number one yeah no still doesn't make sense to me it still yeah. doesn't it's it makes sense to me if they're like we're gonna ease Tulo in at two games a week and we'll see and then maybe but to just grant the 500 grand Tulo who hasn't played in two years right 
Well, I, I think you gotta. We'll we'll go storylines here. There's a, barring injury, which will probably happen to someone at some point. Hot take. Wow, Jake. I mean, picture the two storylines. Tulo's back. He's got it. We're fine playing him at shortstop, and you know, the other stuff is gonna fill in around it, kind of like that Boone plan. I think a more realistic plan is either, you know, Tulo's okay or Tulo isn't that good. And I, hey, I hope I'm wrong on that. Root for people in pinstripes. But I, I think it's what we just talked about. If Glaber's two days a week, he looks solid at short. I, I think we're going to see that. And almost, I mean, you could almost start phasing out Tulo by the time Didi comes back. And that's when things <laughs> could get even more bizarre. <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird carousel yeah. ride. <clears throat> I, am, I am glad that Anduhar DH versus lefty and Glaber and and Stan going to left field. I'm yeah. happy with that plan. That's that needs to happen. It almost yeah, Remember that game they put Luke Foyt in right field? It was only for an inning, right? <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> I think it was only for an inning. I forget why the, what the situation was. <laughs> yeah, that was just that was that weird part of the season where they they threw Neil out there a little bit, they threw Luke. Um dude, the the righty lineup, I I I mean it's not really a hot take, but Against left-handed pitching, I think we're going to do silly things. Um, I wish there was more lefties it, than righties. There's, there's a there's a team in Boston that has a couple of them. But I mean, you just we we don't have to run through of it. But it's Hicks switch hits. Everyone else can be a righty that day, <laughs> so that'll be cool. Yes, It'll be very cool. Let's do our uh, injury report. Do we have a sound effect for that? Rocka, rocka, rocka. Hicks. Positive mm. report on Hicks. He ran, played catch, and took swings from both sides of the plate today. He'll see a doctor tomorrow and could return to action Wednesday versus the Phillies. There you go. Brian Hoke reported that. I, I'm i not worried about Hicks. I think I was going to say, do we need to have a concern factor? Is Do we even need to bring out the, like the concern thermometer? Are we a 2 out of 10? What? Two out of one out of ten. Here's the thing. Okay. The only reason I'm a I'm a two out of ten. I the only reason the number. The only reason it's a two is because Sevy's also hurt. Oh, okay. If Hicks was if Sevy didn't get hurt and it was just Hicks, I'd be like, whatever, it's easy. Okay. But just the fact that like there's two injuries lingering now. Yeah. I, I like uh, that. I'm going to just because back is one of those injuries that like. I don't know. I I feel like we, you know, f- flash forward to the the you know, twenty nineteen parade episode of Talking Yanks, and we say, yeah, you know, Hicksy was struggling with that bad back all year. Like I don't want to say that, and like the back's the kind of injury that you could do that for. So I I hope it's like a it's like a one and done thing. Yeah, that's that's my only concern level. And Sevy, uh, I don't think the two weeks are up, but they're, they're no. closing in on them, right? About half a week away? Um, Full week away? I think like a full week away, yeah. Okay, but he did get a cortisone shot, and uh, we'll see Sevy in a week. CeCe hasn't pitched at all, and I think that's really all. Did you see this? Troy Tulowitzki started the, the spring, Jake, with in four at-bats. He had three hits, two home runs, and a double. Mm-hmm. Uh, since uh, he's hitless in his last 12 at-bats with nine strikeouts. Bing. It's not good. And Boone's, not good. Boone's quote, again, a Brian Hogue tweet, just a little late. That's a, ro- that's a result of, you know, you miss a year and a half and you face some big-time velocity. He'll get there. I'm convinced of that, timing-wise, but that's what it is. But, like, will he get there? Because, again, <laughs> he missed a year and a half because he's been yeah. injured and not great. So that's... That's the issue there, Boone. Like, that's that's, not the excuse. That's the concern. Right. And that's that's where this this whole Tulowitzko. Tulowitzko. Oh, Tulowitzko. Tulowitzko. That light bulb kind of went off for me today. Because I I think you hear the name Troy Tulowitzki and you're like, yo, like, okay. If this guy can ball out, he's a guy who's had some special seasons. To me, it clicked today. Like he's he's there to play shortstop. This is a guy that used to be, um, you know, a Gold Glove caliber shortstop, and so if he can pick it, I think any of the hitting is a bonus. And I think it's just like that. If 
if Glaber shows he can be a quality MLB shortstop defensively, I think you could see Tulo get faded out real quick. Yeah. That'd be cool because it's no risk. You don't, you don't, nothing gets let's, hurt, harmed. Let, let's do, let's do something a little fun here. Okay. Say, say that kind of plays out. Like Tulo doesn't have it. Um, slash Glaber's looking good at short. Um, Tulo's not playing at all. And when he's playing, he's not playing well. The Yankees decide to go another way. Mm-hmm. Who would you put on the roster? That is a good question. Okay, so Tulo's not on the roster. Right. Tulo, we say goodbye, Troy. We gave it a shot. Glaber's got short covered until Dean oh, comes bird, back. Oh, Bird, Bird, Bird. You think bird so? Bird or Voight. But yeah. then it's double first baseman, and they said, I don't know. They've just been fighting that a little bit. Yeah, but with DJ and Wade, you're covered. I mean, do you think Clint gets to throw a hat in there or no? No. Okay. Have you seen his at bats? Yeah. Oh, you the patience is good. He mm-hmm. like when he get a two zero count, three one count, like it's yikes. Yeah, I mean it's it's still early in spring training. The guys had twenty five at bats. Like his next twenty five, he could absolutely rake. So I don't know. I just I think that is it's an interesting thought, right? Because it's it's the leaders in the clubhouse have to be literally. Um, I mean, Clint and whoever loses the first base yeah, battle, but, but we're, it's, we're, we're talking it's a about, little clunky going double first base. No, not if you, not if you have DJ and Wade there who can Wade and D, <laughs> and Glaber play, playing all over too. Yeah, like they're fine. They got a yeah. lot of guys that can play a lot of positions. Yeah, if I mean, Tulo, if, that's if Tulo went down. You just right. have Glaber be the shortstop, DJ be the DJ be the second baseman, Andujar, and then Voight Bird, and then Wade's. Fills everywhere. Yo, do you and I prefer that anyways? <laughs> yeah, kinda. <laughs> kinda, right? <laughs> yeah, I kind yeah, kinda. That's we we'll said we we're we'll see. Uh in other news, Boone said that Tanaka gets the ball on opening day. Tank. Uh Paxton in, in second and Hap is third. Do you know that Tanaka sucks on opening days? I didn't know that, Jim. I think he's like over three with a seven ERA. It's three games, three games, so like terrible yeah. sample size, and he's a slow starter. But yeah, I think Tanaka's like never had a good opening day, which is a bit odd because he's a big game pitcher, and not that opening day is a big game. It's actually, but it has that sense to it, like the world's yeah. watching type game. You're not a big rotation order guy, right? Don't care. That's you don't care at all. Well, like, why? Why do you you care why they went Paxton? I, well, and I've Hap? got like a I, I've got a classic like little league an, non analytics approach where it's I I think it's just fun when you have pitchers of different styles or like I don't know you could you could start making up things like I think it would be you you could you could do this however however you want to go with it like you could say wow pa- Paxton looks so good. And they're throwing Hap the next day. Hap's gonna look like meat compared to Paxton, or you could be like, "Oh, it's gonna be so frustrating facing Hap after Paxton." <laughs> like, I think you could put some weird storylines on it, and it's the old, it's the old little league mentality when they put in, they put in the pitcher that's throwing fifty five instead of the kid that was throwing sixty five, and you're like, "Oh, this guy's throwing meat." I I, I like I like like the starting like sequencing like that way like what you're saying yeah like you wouldn't want to put all your lefties in a row unless you're facing a team that has shitty righties right um but when someone comes up to me and like i can't believe they made uh paxton the two hap should be the two and paxton yeah. like, w- i don't. don't being the one being the- so i got a big fight where this dude was like tanaka can't be our number two pitcher and they need to drop him in the rotation mm-hmm. and i was like what does that mean Besides opening day and playoffs, right? what does that mean? It's cyclical. It's just a cycle. So, yeah. But I have had other people say that to me, too. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with you. All right. What else was I going to say, Jake? I forget. We got Tanaka, Paxton, Nacker. Hap. I'm totally blanking on what I was going to say. 
Uh, are we going to do gonna, a... I, w- I was going to do the spring training stat lines for the people that matter. Okay. Take these with a grain of salt. Bird, still playing well. 348 batting average, 1.073 OPS, 464 on base percentage. And today he got rung up on a call that the they, Lindsay Adler tweeted that the manager, Boone and like Co, almost got thrown out in spring training. Like that. Because they thought it was so bad. Voigt's dropping down a little bit, but not not that you would ever be concerned, but 263, 391 OBP, still very, very, very good. 970, five hits. It's fun. It's fun between those two. Yeah. Clint hasn't looked great. Uh, he's gotten four hits and 25 at-bats. Wade flashed a lot of good. He's flashed all his skills in that game yesterday, in that game on Saturday. I tweeted yeah. this out. Let off with a double the opposite way. Then he tagged up on a shallow fly ball to center field from second to third. Did you see that? It's pretty gutsy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, spring training. <laughs> well, that's true. Like <laughs> in, in, you, a, in a real game, that would be gutsy. But it's kind of like what you said with Andujar. Like, yeah, try it in spring training. Let's see if you can do it, Big Daddy. Yeah, and he, and he, he was safe. So yeah. that's cool. But it was, it was in front of the center field. It was crazy. And then he made a play in second. And someone said this about me, like, hey, I thought you said you have to take all spring training with a grain of salt. That play that Wade made has yeah. no bearing on that. I could see a Little Leaguer make that play and be like, that was fucking really nice play. Yeah. That was I, a phenomenal catch by Wade. I've, I've got a dream world where we talked about this last, last episode, and maybe we'll make it a shirt. But I, I've got Tyler Wade as our closer this year. If you see him on the base paths or as a defensive sub, like that's that's game over. That's the Yankees win. Yankees so, win. Okay. Tyler Wade, best closer on the Yankees. Gary made some nice athletic plays. Dude, I was kind of, <laughs> I uh I was kind of I was basically watching the game on Twitter. Like if there was a highlight, I'd see it from you or whoever else posted it or whatever. I didn't realize he did two of those until today. I thought I watched both highlights, but I thought it was the same play. Yeah, it's pretty similar. I said Gary does it again. That's a weird angle to throw at. Yeah, it's a bunt, so he's got to pop up, chase down the ball, and then throw like this real weird angle on his off off balance, like on his, yeah, his inner foot. His body's like heading towards shortstop essentially, and he just kind of sidearms it. He does. I saw someone compare it to the Pat Mahomes throw. Yeah, it's it's an agile agile play, like. Who cares if it's spring training? It's a but he's solo fat and play. lazy, Jen. He's just so, fat and lazy. Just so fat and lazy. Okay, Sanchez, why don't you eat another hot dog, you bum? You're lazy. Hey, you're you're a lazy bum. Eat another hot dog. Read the comments on Instagram. Gary has his best defensive game, and it's in spring training. Wow, so glad the one time we get to see Gary try. It's like. Go watch his first season and his 2017 season. I almost did it again where I don't say teen. teen. The end of the years. <laughs> 2007. What a weirdo I am. And Tulo's stats are bad. Batansis' <laughs> velocity is down. But yeah, he was, he's he, laughing. Did you see he referred to himself in the third person? It's like, people uh, are no, always worried. Yeah, like, people are always worried. Uh, say, you know, like, Dylan Batansis velocity is down. It's like it's always it's always down in spring. I'm not worried. Something like that. Just yeah. fine. He's like, yeah, they always freak out, man. I do this every year. This was his quote. I'm a slow starter in spring training. Every time Dylan Batansis comes and he's throwing 88 to 90, everybody freaks out. I'm like, it's all right. It's a process. Yeah. Well, love to hear the way he said that. Referring to yourself in third person is odd. It's an odd game to play. I, we we got to get to Delhi. I think we 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 initially had the wrong impression from Delhi, and after the R two C two and everything we heard heard about him, we we got to get some Delhi time. Yeah, that'd be real great visual for us. I think. Oh yeah, we'd look great. Um, he, <laughs> but I I think he'd send some good jabs our way. Maybe could maybe M- might could. We do have an interview coming up with Max Burt to end the show. He's got drafted by the Yankees last year. His agent is Joshua Kuznick, who we interviewed and had on yeah. at Winter Meetings, which it got like rave reviews, the conversation we had with yeah, him. Yeah, it was one of this. our more popular apps. 
Yeah, didn't see it coming. But it was a good conversation just about the state of baseball and free agency and all that. So this is a client of uh, Joshua Kuznick sent him our way. And it's cool. It's always cool to see the draft story, uh, how it happens, the emotions that go through it. He played at Fenway. So we have that coming at the end of the show. Jake, do we do we have anything else before that? I'm just I'm I'm kind of like bring me baseball, bring me baseball. Yeah, it, I mean it. It literally is dog days of spring training where the results don't matter anymore. Like I, I mean, what ninety five percent of this is in stone. I mean, do we even have do we have people fighting for bullpen spots? Yeah, I mean, it depends if Sessa and Canley are locked in because they don't have options. Right. If they are, then there's no spots to be fought over. Right, like I, there's, there's not really a roster fight. I mean, the the only thing that's a spring training story right now is the first base competition, but nobody believes it's a real competition, only because Luke Voigt played incredible last year and Greg Bird played awful. So, like, you have to see if Luke Voigt can do that again. But there's really no other storyline. No, there's. I mean, it's Sevy's health, it's Hicks's health. Yeah, it's just getting people going. Yeah, I'm like I'm I'm already there, man. Like I'm at op- I'm at opening day. I'm March 28th. Yeah. Well, that's all. We uh give us some voicemails for next week. We have the PPP still coming up. I think that Sevy was last time. I don't know who's next, but we were they're all recorded, so hopefully no one dies in the next couple of weeks and then we got to scrap wow. their PPP. And also hope they don't die because that's not a joke, Jake. Death's or not maybe a joke. Or that, maybe that trout trade finally comes through, and we'll have to do the trout PPP. Oh, man. I'd be so pissed. I'd oh, hate that. We'd, you, have to, we'd have to put in that extra 20 minutes Are you to excited that this, this blockbuster trout trade happened? Aren't you excited, Jimmy? All my friends would be calling me. No. No, I got to record do another one. I got to. Well, we already recorded 25 PPPs, so no, not happy. Uh, we got... Uh, we we got Blake Snell. This sucks. Do you know that people? There's still people out there that like think Trout's going to be a Yankee in two years. Like you know how, for the last three years, people have been saying Manny and Bryce, right. Manny and Bryce. Like those people just never stop. They just move on, and now they're like Trout, Trout. <laughs> oh yeah, and now the fun the funnier part about it was because the Arenado was in line, and then he signed the extension. So there was like. There was like two days of like screw Machado. We're waiting for Arenado, and then everyone was like Mike Trout. Oh, it's so annoying, man. On Twitter, they just they just comment future Yankee underneath every post about him. <laughs> like, well, it hasn't worked out yet, guys. Why don't you just cheer for the team that exists currently? That's that's, t- that's today's review line. You you guys have been awesome and left a ton of reviews. If you're one of the ones who haven't, leave a <laughs> leave a future Yankee. Yeah, yeah. Future Yankee. Five stars. Future Yankee. Five stars. Max Five stars. All right. Here's Max Burt. All right. We are joined now by 2018 draft pick Max Burt, who's coming to us live from beautiful Tampa, still down there in spring training. We were there a couple weeks ago, and just your background of your screen is making me jealous. Yes. I did that on purpose. So. <laughs> Outside. How you doing, man? Thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. How's everything going in Tampa? That's kind of one of my first get. My first question is like, what's this minor league spring training all about? They won't even let us over there. Yeah, so we, um, so I actually got here a little bit early. We had like a little mini camp before spring training where it's kind of just take it easy. You show up to the field, stretch, do all that kind of stuff, then just take ground balls, and then after ground balls, go in the cages, swing it a little bit in the cage, and then go on the field, hit some on-field batting practice, and kind of just go home. So our days, like before spring training, which actually started on Monday, those were kind of great just to kind of get our feet wet here in Tampa, get acclimated to the weather and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, our, our days before then were probably over around, like, noon or uh, 12.30. And then once Monday hit, we kind of got going here, and, you know, we're showing up to the field around, like, 6.30, and so I'm getting 4 o'clock, so. Sounds like a nice, nice, relaxing, fun day. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's we'll backtrack a little bit. You are from the Northeast. You're in North uh, Andover, Mass. Is that correct? North Andover. Correct. Okay. All right. My bad. My bad. Went to Northeastern. Yes. Full of Norths. Did you yep. grow up a Red Sox fan? So I did. I grew up a huge Red Sox fan. Okay. And that was Max Burt. Thank you very much, everyone. <laughs> Subscribe. 
no, you're good. No, you're good. I mean, obviously you grew up a Red Sox fan. That makes sense. My yeah. one question is when you got drafted by the Yankees, was there any family member or friend that was clearly a little more annoyed than happy for you? Because your parents, they got to be happy for you. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody was pumped for me. I think obviously people were throwing some jabs in there, but... <laughs> I think deep down they were pumped I got drafted, and I have a lot of good people in my corner. So I think they're grateful that I got picked and everything. I mean, it was a stressful, it was a stressful last day that draft day. But um, I just think, I mean, it was just, it's just a perfect fit. I mean, I don't know, I can't explain it. Just this organization through and through is the best, and I can't, wouldn't want to get drafted by any any other organization. Nice. So you're down in spring training with the Yankees now, but you have a history. Correct of playing spring training games down in Florida in the Grapefruit League. The Northeastern plays against Correct. the Sox uh, once Sox a year. Every year. Yeah, and you did. You played in that game four times. Is that correct? Four times for all, all four years. Correct. Yeah, I had the lineup. Your, I think it was last year. So just yeah, for our, our good, list. It's good. Yeah, it's good that you got that year because that was actually the only time I got a hit in that game. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I saw it. Slapped it right down yeah. the line. RBI yeah, a too. Double down the line. RBI double, not a big deal. So, um, <laughs> but listen uh, to this for our, for our listeners. Listen to this lineup. That so Burt's playing third, uh, hitting third, playing shortstop on the Red Sox side. You know they don't they put out their starters for you guys. Jackie Bradley Jr., Benintendi, Devers, Moreland, Swihart, Holt. And I don't know who was yeah. on the mound there, but that's pretty cool. Is that a like growing up a Red Sox fan? And then that whole experience, what's it like? That was awesome. I mean, even our first two years, we even had even bigger names. We had like Pedroia played. We had Poppy, Hanley. So, you know, my first two years and then after that, you can kind of say the second tier. But then I obviously picked back up my senior year. We have all those guys playing. But, I mean, no, it's it's honestly a great experience. I mean, the whole day is sick. We get to the field early, watch them take BP on the field. We're all around the turtle or whatever. Watching them hit BP, like seeing the ball fly. And then we get to – go out in the field and we get to hit we get to hit beeps there and uh and take ground balls and it's kind of just a great it's just a great atmosphere because it's the Sox first technically their first spring spring training game is against us all, all the fans come out and it's yeah it's a pretty cool it's a pretty cool uh experience i would say i mean, I mean as a hitter you're kind of playing with house money like if you get a hit off one of the mlb guys you're gold are the pitchers like kind of shit in their pants? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll, honestly, the thing is about the it's kind of a win-win for everybody in the situation because they're because they're supposed to give up bombs and you know it's it actually I think puts a lot of pressure on the Sox players because they're supposed to destroy us, they're supposed to hit bombs, they're supposed to k us all up. So I just think it's just a great day. I mean, it's like kind of like right at the start of our seasons. We have, I think we have two weekend series before that game every year. So it's just a nice kind of like, you know, you have a lot of high intensity situations and then you play that game just to kind of let it all go and just have some fun. So how much is that of the recruiting pitch for Northeastern? Like you're a kid from Mass, a Red Sox fan. They're like, hey, next year you're 18, 19 years old because you were a four year starter, correct? Yes, four year starter. So you're 18 years old. Hey, you're going to play against Big Poppy next year. Come here. Yeah. I don't think that's a big that's a big pitch for Coach Glav, but I mean, yeah, everybody that hears about our school knows that we play the Sox, and um, I wouldn't say anybody picked our school because of that, but um, I think definitely maybe it played a little factor. So, how was your time in general at Northeastern? Because I'm guessing it was a little different than mine. I used to go up. One of my good buddies went there, <laughs> and I used to go up basically once a month and just get as drunk. As as a human my size could do, it was pretty bad. So I'm guessing there's a little variance between your and my experiences, but <laughs> I mean, we I mean we we definitely had our fun. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you we didn't have fun, but okay. Um, yeah, no, we uh, so we have like a schedule each fall where it's kind of serious, where we start right away in the fall, and it's kind of every day until Halloween and Halloween, and after Halloween we just have like the hours or ever goes down and then we can and then we only um practice for a certain amount of time and we're in our cage we don't even go to our to our field anymore and then we have weekends off so that's kind of our time that month of november booze season if you will is what okay is what we used to call them um, yeah so that's the time to kind of have fun and uh honestly those are the kind of experiences that kind of bring college teams kind of close together you know there's uh you know obviously all you build that chemistry all year and then it just turns out in, on the field and that kind of goes back to those early months when we're maybe not on the field but we're off the field doing everything together so you'd have to have a lot of fun to rival what jake used to do on his boston trips 
Here's a, a just a quick snippet. One of them ended with him sleeping underneath a 18 wheeler or a truck to get out of yeah. the rain while yeah. <laughs> like a homeless person. There was an 18 wheeler time and one time I lo- I locked myself in one of those ATM booths. Vestibules, yeah. So, I don't know. I I can I I can brag too, Max Burt. Um and without <laughs> Without getting you in too much trouble, well, I mean, Kuznick's your agent, who we had him on, and he was, like, super popular. Everyone loved him. But I was going to say, uh, oh, you talked about the team building that some of those activities can can provide without any, you know, throwing anyone under a bus. Has there been any good team building in Tampa so far? Uh, no, there hasn't really been that much team building. It's a little bit different now. I mean, we've had some fun, but once you get here, it's really, it's really yeah. all business. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of your job. So you don't want to kind of threaten any of that with any of off field activities. So good answer. You got to pick and choose your time. So you got drafted last year. Did you see it coming? How does that work on the Yankees? end? like, you have a scout there. Cause Peter was telling us, Matt Peter was telling us like his scout was his go between like, Hey, we're going to, we're thinking of you next round thinking of you next round. Who was like your contact with the Yankees or how did the whole process work for you? I mean, my draft day was messed up, man. I mean, it was like, I, I was hearing from a bunch of teams like, yeah, you're going to go here. You're going to go there. And then just like, and the draft is so it's so, like, you can't, you can't take anybody's word because nobody knows until your name actually pop ups on that thing. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I was talking to actually like three teams on day three of the draft and it was the Red Sox, Yankees and Seattle, which honestly were the three most teams I kind of kept in touch with all my senior season and a little bit my junior year too. But yeah, I mean, I just had a really good relationship with the Yankees scout and you know he actually met with me early in the fall we had like a meeting and I thought that went really well and um and it just like it it just it just kind of happened I like left my house in like the 23rd round I'm like this is this is bullshit I'm out of (laughs) here I um took like a nice stroll around my block and then um my buddy actually who's my roommate now Mickey Gasper got picked in the 27th round from Bryant University so I I text him like yo congrats that's awesome um he goes, did Hyde text you, which is our area scout? And he's like, he's like, no, dude. He called me like two minutes after the pick. Like, I, I didn't even know I was getting drafted. So then I just was walking back towards my house. And I just had a weird feeling. I just had a weird feeling. And um, Yankees come up, and I just see my name pop up, and then just go ballistic. And then awesome. Matt Hyde ends, ends up calling me. Ends up calling me like five minutes later, and um, we have a great we have a great conversation. And um, it couldn't have worked out any better from my end. So it's cool. I can imagine. I, I was thinking about this when Peter was telling us, like, and you were just saying it that you had like the Red Sox and the Yankees and Seattle all, all <laughs> calling you, like. Can you play them? Is there a way where like the Red Sox are like, hey, we're thinking about taking you in 27th round, and you're like, yo, the Yankees guy just called me, said they're taking me 25th. So Yeah, I think that actually didn't happen in my case, but that absolutely happens in, in other people's cases. I mean, you see that either even in the top picks too, you know, where before the draft, you know, guys are telling them, hey, if you're if you're still on the board on pick 17, we're going to take you. So it's like all that kind of stuff. But I didn't have that in personally my experience. Yeah, I just kind of was scrolling all day for three hours in the draft tracker. <laughs> Christ, Christ, I knew I, I, I think I knew every the the order of the whole draft. I think so. You got it memorized. <laughs> so you you go down after you get drafted. How quick do you pack your bags and head up? Because I think you were down by August last year. The draft was June. Okay. And June like fourth, and then I uh so the scout so Matty Hyde called me and he said hey you have a plane at 6 a.m. tomorrow, at the day after the day three of the draft. And I was like, oh, shit. So I was like, I had to start packing my bags and stuff. And I uh, packed my bags. And they called me and said, hey, we're actually moving your flight to Sunday. And it was like a Thursday, I think. So I had some time, a couple extra days. I think I think that was great, just to kind of let everything sink in a little bit. And, yeah. Uh, and then, and then, yeah, I got down here, had our physical, had a bunch of meetings and stuff, had like a little week and a half, two week mini camp, and then um, got sent to Pulaski, Virginia, where I played there for the whole summer. Yeah. And I'm looking at the game log here. It looked like you started off pretty hot. I had uh, like eight, two, four, six. I'm going to count and write nine hits in your first six games. Yeah, I was, that's kind of my MO. I kind of start seasons pretty hot, knock on wood. But um, yeah, it's just kind of, I just kind of, you know, felt that peace. You know, I was like, everything I worked for was just to get drafted. Then I got drafted. I'm like, all right, now it's like the next step. Now we're trying to go to the big leagues. So this spring training, do they have you focusing on like one position? Do they want you to do some utility stuff? What What do they have Max Burt focusing on? Yeah, so I played all four positions on, on the infield and I hit and I hit in every spot in the batting order this past season. So they kind of bounced. Ba- 
they're kind of bouncing me around. I mean, I'm playing short. I mean, short's my natural position. That's where I played all, all college. They see me playing everywhere. They see me playing third. They see me playing short, second, first. And um, I'm taking majority on the left side of the infield, but I've, but I'm, um, but he, but the infield coordinators are telling me, you know, you're going to be taking them, you're going to be taking them at all four positions. So, um, you know, with the game changing, I think, I think that's a good thing, you know, with um, yeah. me being able to have that versatility to play all those four. So. And uh, from what I gather, you are uh, a defensive like wizard with the glove. I, d- defense is definitely a specialty of yours. Is what I just Google your name and it's all defensive highlights. Correct. So that's what I'm getting for it. So you're star shortstop, yes. but they figure they figure you can handle the other positions. I'm guessing. Exactly. Exactly. I and mean, I would say shortstop is one of the tough. I mean, it is the toughest position on the infield, if not in the whole field. So I mean, if you can play that, then you can kind of play anywhere all, all over the infield. So. So what are we looking at your bat? Wise power guy, alleys, uh, slap hitter. <laughs> I'm I'm like a big kid. I mean, I, I say like, I, I would say gap to gap. I think, I, I mean, I, I worked really hard this offseason to kind of get my swing, kind of start driving the ball, you know, over the fence. I mean, I drive the ball and I hit a bunch of line drives. I just don't get that lift on it. So I think I spent a, you know, I think my swing's in a good spot now where, you know, I'm trying to drive the ball more, you know, to, you know, all parts of the field and even over the fence. So, yeah, no, I get it. I, I get an enough shit for not hitting any bombs my first year so i gotta i gotta i gotta pick it up a little bit so who were uh who who were some of your favorite guys growing up and i guess who would uh who would be someone you kind of try to model your game after like nowadays i was a big nomar fan jeter i mean i always like the best shortstops you know what i mean so sure. you know i loved i i actually being a Sox fan i just loved the way jeter played and i and like that was i mean you guys are probably the biggest jeter fans ever but you know, I was a huge, I was a huge fan of the way he played and um, how he played hard every day. But I would say in the game today, I'm really, I'm like big fan. I'm really big fan of Bregman. Really big fan of um, of Nolan Arenado. So I think those those guys kind of very good in, infielders. Probably could both play short, but they're both playing a, at a high level over at third base and can both swing the bat. So um, those are kind of two guys that I kind of look up to and um, hopefully share the field with them someday. This is a question I like asking players about what stats they value. So when you look at what you did in college or you look at what you did last year or you step into the box and look at the scoreboard, what stat are you paying attention to? Is it straight to OBP, straight to average, uh, OPS? Like what? When you grade yourself, what stat are you looking at first? Yeah, I think, I mean, stats are stats can be, you know, your own worst enemy, you know, where I'm – you know, I could be, you know, I, I had a tendency even growing up, even through college, you know, like constantly checking your stats. What are you hitting? What's the average where, you know, what I've kind of learned in pro ball, it's kind of just, you know, it's all about development. You know, if you hit, if you hit a, two, a 280, but they're all, you know, cheap, as a person, the ball all over the place, just 100, like that kid's going to go up. He's going to go up before you, you know what I mean? So I try, I try my best to kind of stay away from stats, but you know, I think the biggest stats to have are going to be, for me personally, are going to be doubles and RBIs. You know, I, I want to be the guy that you know drives the ball and um, you know get and gets 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 guys in. And I want to have a great walk to strikeout ratio as well. Kind of cut down those Ks a little bit and increase those. Base nice, on balls, so. nice. And is there any message from the Yankees organization in what they're looking at, or do they at this point they're just letting you go out and play? Not really. I think I think that's what that's what they do so good right now. They're just kind of letting us out, letting us go out and play every day, and kind of just um, letting our play dictate. You know what's what's going to happen for you for the up for the upcoming seasons. Yeah, we're, we're big into driving the ball. You know, we we actually got a new uh, hitting coordinator, Dylan Lawson, is his name, and he's big into you know getting pitches to hit and driving driving balls on pitches you can hit out of the park or doubles. So that's kind of one of our big things. We're looking to drive the ball and. Um, you know, I think it's, I think it's um, hopefully going to go great this season. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Cause um, I know Pete has said the same thing. And I know there's been a couple stories of pitchers recently, um, Dylan Tate, who they traded to the Orioles and uh, Michael King, who flew up the organization that they were, they were with teams that the teams tried to, to tell them to do this, this, this. And then when they came over to the Yankees, the Yankees were just like, do you, and we'll figure it out from there. So I think, I think that's pretty cool that that's the message that they're they're basically giving to you guys, right? Yeah. So I mean, I think what's so great too. I mean, they so kind of what they told us right after the draft was they have a 
30, 30 day rule with all their new players. And I think that's really to start every season where they kind of take 30 days. They don't want to give you any drills unless you kind of go out, go out of your way and ask, but they kind of just let you play. And, you know, if they see something, they're going to come ask you, but you know, we're at a point where they, they, they understand it's, you know, our careers, you know, they're going to tell us a bunch of things. And if we, you know, if we take two of those things that they say, then we take two. If we take all of them, we take all of them. So, you know, they kind of just let us play. I mean, at, at, at the end of the day, it's our career. And, you know, they're just here to help us make the big leagues. And that's what's so great about our coaching staff. So Nice. I got two more for you. One, what's your goal for this season end game? Like, do you see yourself, I want to get, uh, I'm blanking, Charlotte, Tampa. Do you have any goals? You just want to? Charleston. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to think of it. Um, I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, I I don't really like to think that. And I mean, I, I mean, personally, I do like to make goals, but right now, I mean, I'm I'm not, I'm not trying to look too far ahead because once you start like thinking, you know, where am I going to get sent? Am I going to get called up from playing here? That's when you're your own worst enemy. So, I mean, I'm going to give you the cliche answer here and just kind of say, I'm going, I'm going day by day. I mean, I'm hopefully I'm going to let my play dictate, you know, where it needs to be. And, um, you know, go, go to a full season and compete and play every day. But, um, you know, I'm playing every day and just, um, you know, let, let my play take, take, take care of itself. There you go. Next question. We got a lot of people that are going to be listening to this and maybe heading down to spring training themselves. Where, where are you Correct. sending them to go eat? Oh, uh, wow. Um, so there's a bunch of really good, we actually went to Maggiano's last night with a couple of my buddies. Mm. Um, and, we went and it was thirty five, thirty four dollars, and it was it was you pick two apps, one pasta, and then two entrees, and then two desserts, and it's unlimited for the whole table. So I think we spent like three hours there just eating nonstop. <laughs> um, yes. So right now, that's I think that's one of my top places. But I mean, you can't go wrong with a nice you know Chick fil A. I mean that never disappoints. Mm. So. <laughs> on on the other, well, kind of the other end of the Maggiano's spectrum. Did you go to Fresh Kitchen? Are you been to Fresh Kitchen? I haven't been to Fresh Kitchen. Bro. Bro. I've actually heard about it. I've heard about it, but I haven't been yet. Bro, yeah. we uh we were down there for a week, and then we were like, all right, let's go check it out. And then we got like three of our final five meals at Fresh Kitchen. You got <laughs> gotta check it out. It's good. All right, I'll definitely have to check that out. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining us, man. Talking, telling us your story a little bit. We'll yeah. be, uh, you got anything to hype? Do we, do we need to follow you on Instagram or anything like that? I don't know, man. I, mean, I, I actually did just get the blue, get the blue check. So, Oh, wow. wow. Congrats. Yeah. What uh, felt better being no, drafted no. or getting the check? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, <laughs> uh, get, getting drafted, but, um, <laughs> no, yeah, it's fun. Social media is fun now, so I just I just like to have fun on that. So nice. All right, man. Well, enjoy the rest yeah. of your day. Nice sunny day in Tampa. Thanks for coming on. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yep. Take it easy, brother. Take it easy. And that was Max Burt. We thank you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow with another PPP. Thank you. You guys are the best. Bear with me as I type in my password to my laptop so I can play the sound effect that ends the show. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. Smooth.